says hello <laughs> and welcome hey. i feel like i haven't talked to you like this in a while even though we talk every five seconds yeah but i was going to clarify for the dogs so they think the um the cast is breaking up we have not spoken via cast in 20 years but we literally text and talk nonstop. Right, but I haven't like laid eyes on you, seeing you outside of an Instagram picture as well. It wasn't giving face. Um, well, I saw you on your birthday. Yes, but that was that was already like two months ago. So like we record the Beyonce episode came out in September. Then my birthday happened. We wasn't recording. Then wait, the Beyonce episode that we recorded that in August. No, and then I seen you. Because it, it came out the first week of September. We recorded, like, on her birthday. Oh. At Ron House. And then I sent you for your birthday and Tanashi. Right. That was we over a month. Talk about. That's so long. We still didn't talk about none of the live concerts we've been at. Wow. Been everywhere. Um, and I mean, should we run them down? Huh? Huh? I said, you wouldn't let us record. You was like, you need to post the social media. So all of our concerts. Listen, content is king, and you know that. Uh, hold on, Jackie calling. Hold on. Exactly. Now I'm reading her lips, and she says she want a fry fish. Stephanie is ghetto. How she talking about, yes, sister, coming over. Do you want some fish, or do you want cheesesteak? Girl, you could have texted that. Anyway. <laughs> It's going on the cags. Um, we were there all the concerts though. Like, yeah. granted, COVID is still alive and well. I don't care what none of y'all say. My man's not come off at these shows, but we've been at the shows. At the shows. We've been literally everywhere. That was part of why we was like, okay, let's beef the content up because we've been at all the shows available to man. We ain't missing all and, and everybody, well, we did. And I still got feelings around it. Well, JoJo is on my immediate shit list, but... Oh, well, no, I'm not mad at JoJo. I, I'm mad because she going on tour again in the spring. So I'm going for my birthday in the March. Come, doll. Right. Um, because all the white people brought up the um, Leon Bridges tickets in pre-sale. Oh, yeah, we did miss Bridge. Mm-hmm. And then you got to miss Tiana because all our cities got sold out in pre-sale. The farewell tour is not real to me. I won't accept it, but I am upset about that because she puts on a really, really good show. I was talking about that on Twitter literally last night. I haven't been able to get a ticket to have one of her shows since seven, and that tour was over. Oh, I went to the the tour after that. The, the Rose in Harlem? Yeah, I went to that. And it was everything. Her, she took her wig off at the 930 Club, threw it in the audience. She's a drag queen. You live. I do. <laughs> Have we ever talked about the story of me meeting Tiana Taylor? She talked about one of our friends. Well, this boy we know. Tell me offline. <laughs> All of a sudden, she said, always tip out in a nude lip, honey. <laughs> She's crazy. I can't wear her. Well, we started, did we start our um, concert 
I saw WizKid before we saw Nashi together. Oh, okay, okay. So recap. WizKid probably had the only sold out show I've ever been to at the Fillmore. You know the Fillmore get real packed, but they be letting niggas in anyway. And it was- uh, I thought awesome. Snow was sold out. I don't have no comment. Uh, it was wall to wall Africans. Wale got on stage, literally. It was so good. I was very su- surprised to see that type of energy at the Fillmore, because in the brink of COVID, are y'all partying like it's 1999? But again, Mass didn't come on, stayed at the bar. You know, my homegirl was serving the free drinks. And <laughs> me and Mary snuck into VIP, but I be nervous about stuff like that. So I left and went to get more drinks. And then Wale came out on stage. He had like a full set of his own. He did two or three songs. Then- Oh, cute. Right. I, and Wale can dress. He crazy, but he like dressed down. Like I really- And he always got a cute like- um up zoom. Uh-huh. <laughs> he had the the dreads into Bantu knots and it was real big. Oh, I love when he do that. Let me go on his IG. I like looking at Wale. He cute to me. I get it. He just is a bad person and crazy, but he dressed like shit. Yeah, he said boo. And I'm just sick of men being sad. Like I want him to like get the help that he needs. Red Table Talk wasn't it. He was oh yeah, he was on there, not saying nothing. Where that daughter at? <laughs> <laughs> Remember he had that daughter he supposed her all the time and then we see the daughter in 20 years? Yeah, her fist is like the cover of one of his albums, but haven't seen oh. the face. Mm-hmm. And my mom was like a nurse, was like a nurse, you know, like the nurse, the IG girl pipeline. Real respectable and Nigerian. I like that. Not the baby mom. Oh, she not? No. It's baby mom, some random ice cream girl. <laughs> That's also on brand, though, because PG County. Well. <laughs> but yeah, Whiskey put on an amazing show. Like, speaking well, of- I just, I'm saying light skin, but she's not light skin in like a mixed girl way. She, when I say light skin, she's like a shade below muse. Okay. <laughs> That's fair. I don't remember what she looked like. I remember the baby, though, and he is not showing us that baby no more. Yeah, no. Wizkid also dressed better than everybody on the face of the earth. Who dressed better? Wizkid. Yeah, he do dress. I was like, give me the whole outfit. He had on like this magenta kimono blazer situation. No shirt. Lots of chains and this red pant. I was like, color blocking is back. Let's talk about forecasting trends. But you know, the Africans give fashion because Burner Boy be looking bomb all the time too. Burner Boy is another fashion icon. The people don't get their flowers. Where's the CFDA? That's <laughs> the CFDA. But after WizKid, what was next on the concert timeline as a cast? Was Nashi next? No, you saw Robert Glasper before Nashi. No. You didn't? I saw, I saw Nashi before. I saw Robert Glasper after I came back from upstate, and that was before DC. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we could talk about Nashi and Stan because that's what we wanted to do anyway. Let's get to it. Greatest performer of today, and I'm not changing. Hands down. Not changing. Name another girl. Wow. Who's left to deal with, because she got him. The music, selection, set list, microphone, onage, everything you needed. Microphone, onage, shut up. (laughs) <laughs> commanded the stage, 
sold out, had to do another show after hours because they said, not enough room, girl. COVID is real. And that's the goop and the gag I want to talk about. Everybody be like, oh, now she don't have fans, da, da, da. Mama sold out a 8 o'clock show and then the 10 o'clock show. Hello? And the line was long. Around the corner, cross-section of every type of human being you could think of. Oh, Tanashi's concert was a melting pot of mess. But... No, Everybody dressed terrible. Gen but... Dressers. That's from it. all different walks of life. Mm. It was very interesting to watch the amalgamation of people that popped up. Oh, Wale's daughter is cute. Not having the same hairstyle. This the baby my page. On it. <laughs> Already clicked. <laughs> oh, she a cute regular girl, right? Yeah, she like in between our complexion stuff. Okay, fine. You know, black people don't agree on complexion. It's fine, and look like no, we be at odds about it. Uh, and of course, she got a boutique shop. Lesson learned. Love that. But come from like classy family, like it's class. Like they are a really classy bunch. Parents still together, energy, all of that. The one, not parents still together, energy. The one person that we share as a follower is weird to me. Why are you being weird to me? <laughs> okay, well that's enough. She's nice. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. Come Stop. on, that's enough. She's nice. She sent me the link to the girl Instagram in the middle of us talking, and I needed to click on it. <laughs> you had to get to the root ball, doll. Root ball. But back to Tanashi, she really did everything that I wanted her to do. There wasn't a song. She sang everything from Songs for You, everything from fucking 333. Not, not everything. Well, Stephanie had qualms. I did it. Well, this is the thing. I didn't realize it until after the fact. Right. Because the <laughs> show was so good that I just was standing. And then and afterwards, I was like, oh, wait, we didn't hear XYZ oh. song. So when you were- But I was fine with it because she went off. Huh? <laughs> I was fine with it because she went off. It's funny. I okay. mean, did she not? When don't she? So I think I was about to say you were living in the overflow of Nosh after and realized there were songs you would have liked to see live. Right. Cause this was both our first time seeing her live anyway. So right. I could have stayed there for the second show and been a happy camper. I wonder if her set was different. Cause you know, some people be doing it. I think that people, people do be doing that, but I doubt she did it. For some reason, I feel like we got the best set list of her tour. I don't know why she would fuck that up. Cause the order of operations wasn't the same in other cities. Come on, the order of operations. PEMDAS. <laughs> Well, I would say this. It also helps that, like, her fans are hardcore. Like, yeah. you know how you go to concerts, some people there just to be there, just to kind of, like, be in the mix or, you know, just to say they went. But everybody at a Tanashi show is a Tanashi stand up. Like, everybody around us do every single word. Yeah, and it's crazy because I get into so many fights about Nashi. It was interesting to be around other people who understand. Because usually it's... Right. So I was like... I tried. It's more... Because I when she sold out, I was like, this about to be so interesting. And it was, because, again, 
a myriad of folk. But that one boy, that real tall boy that was like 6'10 and had that small ass pocketbook. I was irritated and he gonna stand in front of us. I was like, excuse me, Lurch, can you um bend down a bit? It was the like, it was the the differencing size of his body and the pocketbook <laughs> that was just really taking me to a place like. And it wasn't even a cute pocketbook. It wasn't even like a tell for y'all. It was like a mom, like an aunt pocketbook. They had a short strap. He had it on his arm. So it was like all up his other arm. It was you giving, know a little small kind. Huh? It was giving wristlet. Yeah, it literally looked like a wristlet. <laughs> In comparison to him, everything is how big he was. He was literally like 16, y'all. This big white queen. And he th- <laughs> He stood right in front of me and Stephanie, and then the girls behind us was like, "Is somebody gonna say something?" Of course, I was he like, "Did will?" And he sure moved. He did. He had to. But then it was crazy because there were other people taller than us already in front of us that we were bobbing and weaving to see through before she even came out. Out for real. And then mm-hmm. his big gargantuan ass came beside us, and that's why you can't do gender admission. But I mean, I was not going not see Tinashe, so he got moved. Yeah, he had to move. And the footage was... Oh, he had a doll, a ball doll. Yeah, head over to the... In your new spot. Huh? (laughs) Head over to the Sykes Podcast and view the footage, because we ran it back. Um, Who else did we see? Okay, then... Okay, then I think I seen Robert Glass. No, Katra. Remember, I was supposed to come see Katra with y'all right. the week after we seen Tanashi, right. but then I went up going upstate instead. And then, but in between that time, you saw Robert Glasper. No. So y'all seen y'all seen Katra on the 13th. Mm-hmm. I seen Robert Glass. I went to so I was upstate. I seen Robert Glasper. Oh, you right. Yeah. I saw Robert Glass on the 15th, Katra on the 16th. Right, because you had came right back. So we saw him within the same like three day time frame. But yeah, I, exactly. Right. But I seen Glass in between. Right, 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 right. So to debrief, so, we both went in two different cities. Everything. I was fried. So like I was literally dancing around the entire time. It was a dance party for me. Our opening act was Sango, and Sango did the shit out of his set too, but I didn't know who he was until after he got off stage. I just thought he was a random DJ. And I was like, oh, wait, I know who that is. Nobody, we didn't have any, like, guest performances or features. Like, Duran didn't come out on stage mm-hmm. or nothing like that. I was really waiting for that to happen. Um, Where was the doll? Love Duran. Um, so our opener was Joyce Rice. So, you know, I was going off because, you know, we love that album. Um, and then one of my young people at work works at the venue. The venue is huge. And he put, um, put me, I went with Vic in, um, VIP. And the VIP was like a box in the sky that like hung over the crowd of COVID people. I want a crane in the sky. And they had free cocktails. So we was just drinking and dancing, and then Joyce came up to that to our VIP Damn. and was just like drunkenly dancing and having a ball. Very nice girl. Um, she, I need to text her because she drunkenly gave me her number. I was like, can you listen to my new song? To be like, girl, send the link. <laughs> um, oh, Joyce, 
But yeah, so Joyce killed it. She's so cute. She was doing her little choreo by herself. It was just cute. She's a really cute little person. Like she's so small, petite. She's great. Sam, just like the album, she did all the songs from the album. You know, we love Overgrown. So sure. shout out to that. And then Katra came out and he did songs. Like the thing about Katra is I only know for sure like three songs he's going to do for sure. And it's the Just Wanna Be Your Girl. The Janet Jackson, if, and it's another song that's like from that same time that like everybody's holding on to. Like, you know, got three new albums and shit. Right. He usually do one of the Sade remixes. He got two Sade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he did the Sade. So you always know he'll do them three, which I can really never hear ever again for the rest of my life. But he did Go DJ, which is my song from the album. He did. What's that song with um, Mick Jenkins? I can see it from the I can see it from the front. She was turvy. Sometimes yeah, that she ever written like why? You know that's my favorite song. Also, I was like, ah! <laughs> I was going off. He did. Um, he did glowed up. Glowed up. And me shit. and Vic fucking lost it. He did. I don't think he did. I don't. Did he do best of me? He, he did do best of me. The thing about Kate Trinata is Kate Trinata do whatever he wants to. Like you said, he going to have some... Across the board, in life. In life. He going to have some core competencies that he fuck with each show, but... And those are starting to change because just like he got those remixes that you talked about, he now has to do culture and free fall every time. And every... Oh, yeah. When he, did, when he did free fall, did the whole venue go crazy? Yes. I like. I thought the I it. thought the VIP was gonna fall and crash onto the people because they was just <laughs> they energy was erupted so big. I was like, oh, they about to knock over the skybox. Katrina got a call. Simon in the skybox. Me, <laughs> me, Simon in the skybox. <laughs> if y'all don't watch Martin, y'all not black. <laughs> that was so funny. I just thought about that like on my like. Free time, like that wasn't even like pre thought about. <laughs> or your free fall. <laughs> Me, Simon in the sky. Oh, they definitely did culture. Oh, Martin was so sad. Ooh. Uh, was. <laughs> culture is everything. I need him to bring Teach out. Dude. That was the only thing that I had a complaint about. Again, I was fried and dancing. I came in. The fucking concert dancing. I was so ready. I had like four shots of something I never had before. And we just was like out here. Went to the bar, danced at the bar, met a new friend at the bar. It was just like, I don't know. If the concerts that we've been going to recently feel like the world is really open again. And I don't know if I should be scared of that or just embrace it and go keep going to get tested. Cause I'm gonna be at the live music. Yeah, I think that we just be diligent, keep our mask on because the world is quote back to normal. I thought you was about to say ending. Oh, back to. So okay, so then okay, so I'll talk about Robert Glasper because that feeds into her. So then Robert Glasper did this thing at the Blue Note called um Rob Tober, where he had shows every single night, but every couple days will be different people with him. So he had everybody from Common to um, BJ Chicago Kid. I was so pissed because them tickets sold out and I was hot because, you know, I wanted to be in the building. Terrence right. Martin, I mean, all everybody could think of, Bilal, everybody. The people he be with, like, and friends. Right. Yeah. Everybody he be with. 
So I went to the Michelle Daniel Cello and um, Robert Glasper. First of all, she's also like a Kate Like she has so many songs you never, and she's not like a radio artist. So it's not like a set of songs you know she's going to perform. But oh my God. So my favorite album from Michelle Daniel Cello is Come From Women. She did like three songs from that. She did like three songs from her covers album, Ate That. And then she was doing like um like some other random songs I didn't know and like some cover that wasn't on her cover album. And Robert and then was just twinkling on the keys, laughing, joking, having a ball. She sounded so bomb. I went with our friend Evan. Y'all know Evan. He's previously been on the podcast in Anderson Street, Philly. We went together for his birthday, like um birthday celebration and early birthday. Libras were storming you. That makes sense. Oh, real bad. Yeah, real bad. Um, and so we were at the table with these two aunts, and they were so fun. Shout out to Miss Gill, and I forgot the uh, Miss Miss Carrie. I think that her name was had a ball. Then then they texted me. It was like, oh girl, we going back on Sunday. You coming? Maybe oh, so no. <laughs> four aunts in total, right? <laughs> four aunts in total. <laughs> we was kind of we we were right at the stage, so like they all just was laughing at us because we were just going off. And then Michelle actually came and hugged Miss Karen, who's like her number one fan. It was cute. And so then at the end of the show, like towards the end of the show, Michelle was like fidgeting on stage and looking around and being like, well, "I need to move." And I'm like, "What's going on? What's going on?" Um, so then she comes off stage and she walks around our table and then she stands in the corner of the stage. So I'm like, what's going on? And then somebody brings a chair at the mic where she was just singing at and Gabby glasses just <laughs> on out there. Not Gabby glasses. Better Gabby glasses, her. aka her, gets up there and they said, you know what? Why don't we do better than I imagined and melt Stephanie's brain? I would have passed out. Yeah, it was a moment. And then I went to 7-Eleven after and her was standing outside and I don't talk to celebrities. I'm never one of them girls. Like, the only reason I talk to Joyce is because she literally grabbed me and was like, sing with me. And, and I was like, okay, know I would have, I would have ended the cast if you didn't contact her in some form or fashion. No, I mean, at the, at the show, like, she came up to me and started talking to me and dancing with me. I don't be going over celebrities. I don't be yeah. asking for pictures. Like, I've never been that kind of person. That's not um, but Ev don't care. So he, like, you know, gave her flowers. And then I was like, and listen, girl, the people have been talking about you on Twitter. They want to see process. They want some content for process. <laughs> I was like, you've been talking behind your back, doll. And she was like, oh my gosh, she's very nice. Her security was, uh-uh. And I was like, I just want, I was like, I'm not trying to take no picture. And then she, and then she looked around him because she's very tiny as well. Any mm-hmm. Skinny. And, and short. She's a very petite girl. She just got big boobs and just wears big stuff, but she's very petite. The waist was like this big. She had a slip dress on. Anyway, so her security got this big leg through the horse, and she leans around him. She goes, what you say? And I was like, girl, the people want to hear the process. They were talking about you behind your back on Twitter. They want they want a video. They want it live. And she's like, oh my God, I can't believe that that's a song people really like. That's so crazy. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, listen to all the tours starting. Add it to the set list, baby. Girl, it's the best song on the album, Sweets. And she was like, oh my God, I love it. I love it. I love it. She was very nice. She seems like a sweet girl. Yeah, she really was. Because the security was all being crazy. And she like kind of like 
leaned out of him and was like, wait, what happened? Right, like, boy. And boy. not like in a what was said kind of way, in a, like a way that she wanted to talk. Right. The first time you told me the story, I thought it was in like a what was said kind of way. And that was a different energy than I expected from her. So I'm glad. Oh, it no, it wasn't what was said. She was like, wait, what happened? What'd you say? I like that. And then she was like, and then she actually came over. Like, I didn't walk over to her. She walked over to us. And she was like, oh, that's just, that's so sweet. Thank you. I appreciate that. I love that y'all love that song. But she ain't put in the set list because Muse went to go see her a few weeks later. And it wasn't in the set list, but wasn't mad at all. Only thing that was weird about yo, Muse is trying, and he had a very complicated recap of the concert. And I'm going to be complicated here too because at the end of the day, I was put into my feelings <laughs> by this concert, kind of in a way that I don't usually get put into my feelings. Y'all know I like a Janae, I like a Jasmine Sullivan, I like all of the people who write down my heart. But in the Her concert, it was the first time I, like, wanted to be in a relationship after I left, and I kind of was somber leaving the show, even though she said... I get it. That's how we was at um, Michelle and Daniel Cello. You know, Michelle talked like... You need to be talked to. So it was just yeah. like, where is my set at? But Her did all of the little, like, gut-wrenching... She did all of my songs. She sang Avenue. She sang uh, fucking Comfortable, like... She sang the songs, but at the same time, she didn't sing the songs. So her catalog is so vast now because of those four EPs that she came out with. She don't really sing to the hearts of the people. She sings the bigger songs. And that was interesting because- And the bigger songs, not the songs for people who want to hear. No, but because she's such an amazing performer, you kind of in the process are forgiving her for not doing the songs that you want exactly. Cause she'll sneak you in with something that you like. like I was disappointed in the opening because it was just like, why are you trying to come out and be hype with these DJ Khaled songs that you featured on and your fan base don't even really care about them songs? But maybe she they don't do. care what y'all care about. Yeah, she don't. And she proved that to me that night in person. But also, again, like you said, very petite, very pretty, wears big clothes because the tits are huge, a la Billy Eyelash. Yeah. Same person, honestly, when it comes to a um a clothing perspective. They be trying to mm -hmm. hide, hide the titties. I don't know. I'm still conflicted. Like, now that I'm recapping it all over again, I'm just like, girl, what was it given? But the show was good. <laughs> <at the same time. laughs> like, it was a really good show. She performed really well. I went with my little sister. My little sister's like hers, number one fan. She thinks that she is her and um, Summer Walker mixed. But I was just like, I, I left wanting to be booed up. And I guess that's what it's supposed to give. It was a lot of couples in the room. It was a lot of young people in the room. It was a lot of older people in the room. Like there were older couples there, but I guess that just speaks to the, the magnitude of her, her fan base. You know how last time we talked about her, we were just like, who exactly are the fans? Because we know mm -hmm. we know an Ari Lennox fan, we know a Summer Walker fan, like, like we mm -hmm. know what the hood is listening to. But seeing her concert, it's really a mixed bag for her. And I think that might be good because it's going to continue to rise her star even when we don't care about the songs. A formula. <laughs> right. She's doing it the right way. The business is on point. Now, speaking of the business of her, that manager is ghetto. I have to just, <laughs> I'm sorry, because I had so much reverence in my mind of what Jeff Robinson would act like. 
And he is a regular hood nigga. I don't even understand how they work together because she's so prim and proper kind of and like trying to find some street cred and he is the cred of the street. Drake said, said you belong to the streets, but they belong to me. That's for Jeff Robinson. <laughs> you know In the, the words mama. of the mama on Love and Marriage Huntsville, Muse said, stop being ghetto at me. <laughs> <laughs> It was so out of pocket, some of the things he was saying. So in between, <laughs> sorry, I'm going it's hot. Ooh, yo, I'm it's going. 70 degrees today. <laughs> it's hot. I got my windows it's open. It's a little, that's weird. So I'm going out of order. It's, it's um our show. But ghetto manager Jeff Robinson, in between the opening acts, which I will talk about at length as well, to her came out and wanted any singers in the audience to come on stage, right? So he was like, if you got um, any vocal talent, you trying to get discovered, like just being real extra at ghetto. He was like, come on stage, we have a singing contest. No, 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 I'm trying to da-da-da-da-da-da. And I was like, this is really him talking too. Like, I'm not being funny, he crazy. So he was giving everybody nicknames. This is girl I follow on Twitter. Her name is like KP Falaren. She sings down. I knew she Lauren, was, that means she African. That's why Layla's name. It is. I don't know if she like her family married into it or whatever, because she don't talk about being African on Twitter. And you know Africans talk about being African all the time. So, nah, stop. <laughs> Wendy Osefu. You seen that she hosted Wendy Williams show the other day? I thought she was just on there. I didn't know she was hosting. She was sitting in the she was sitting on the side that Wendy sits on though. So that made she me She was getting interviewed, I think. Cause she cause they was asking her questions and she said she was a barb and it was real embarrassing. Oh uh, well they need to switch seats because Wendy always <laughs> sit on the left. Anyway. And the wig with the fool. The ugh, you hate Wendy and that's funny. We I only hate her now. I, she she just used to be a, a annoying Nigerian girl before. But now she's, I think she's a nasty lady. She is. That, and that, that reunion, she was nasty. We need to debrief offline. We will. We need to have a whole TV segment, possibly on this episode, because I have things to say. Hmm. But in the midst of Jeff Robinson being ghetto, given all of the contestants' nicknames, he called KP a singer. He called her Smurfette because she real small. I was like, I don't know if that's appropriate, but whatever, I'm going to let it slide. This other girl got on there with a head wrap. He called her Indy Ari. This nigga was singing Can't Stand the Rain, and he didn't sound that great. And when he finished, he was like, all right, the rain has stopped. I said, why are you up here joning? Like, you, you, <laughs> it's actually unprofessional. I was so confused, and nobody around me even knew who he was. So I'm just jaw-dropped in the middle of the audience, flabbergasted at how bad behaved he was. Don't get on stage at a show and say you can sing if you can't sing. Like, everybody got to stop doing that. This one girl... Because black people will embarrass you. And without remorse, like Jeff Robinson being the without remorseness of this conversation. He did not care. He was letting the girls have it. And people was, DC is mean. So like, if you crack, a, 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 if your voice cracked the wrong way when you sing it, it's going to give Wop Wop Sandman, Apollo Legend. And it very much so did give that because it wasn't but like four of them that did well. Jeff Robinson is in bad taste. I'm going to just say that. Love what he's been able to but do. But now it makes sense. He probably be putting guns to everybody here. And that's why um, that's why her be everywhere that she don't necessarily need to be or should be. 
it made me think that the industry is actually scared of him and not that he just has this this business prowess to get the deals that he's getting. I think he really do be like, nah, I'm gonna fight you if you don't put her on the Grammys. Uh, it works. Who's a fly in here? That joint came in like a wrecking ball. <laughs> Sing, Miley. So, okay, before he got on stage being ghetto, the opening acts were Anjanee, the girl who does backup for her. I got there oh. after she sang because it was raining real, real bad and they was holding the line. But I got there on time, y'all. I was, I'm doing better in the Christ and I was on time for the show. But I didn't see the- Because it don't get on time. It don't. Y'all know anything about Muse. It's fine. Ron was there before me and he said, I ain't missing nothing. So I was fine with that. That's my recap on Andre. Love Ron. <laughs> so then the next opening act was my doll baby, Maida. <sighs> that thing sings way better than you would ever expect her to sing. Her EP is so cute. It's a good out. It's a good project. She got songs in there. She got a song with Kate Trinata. Like the music is there. She does like a small cover of sending my love but not in a chloe and holly oh. and See she, you she kind of that you come home <laughs> i love that yeah it's bomb and she flips it so she makes it her own song but it kind of opens up with sending my love or it finishes off with sending my love one mm. of them either way not really sure of the full nationality because it skews white but it also skews middle eastern and you know how sometimes the Armenian nation, like it just, you don't know what people be. So I don't want to give her- It's giving snow a leg hers. Yeah, it's something along those lines, but she sings like on Tori Kelly, uh, young Mariah Carey, Ariana Grande, like level and not with no, with no semblance of Christina Aguilera. Cause I know sometimes Ariana's white can fall into the same white as a Christina. Hers don't do that. So I appreciate that. She has a song with Tone Stith. Tone Stith was the other opening act. Him and her. I'm baby. looking. I think it's giving white, but um, you know that you know when they start wearing their makeup to look in ambiguous. Yeah, it's the Kardashian effect, except the Kardashians. Yeah, it's, yeah, she's wearing Kardashian makeup. Yeah. So, but that's the trend. Like everybody look something. Like uh, the Right. AAPI. Anything. But. It was a it was a really good show. She had strong openers. She had a strong performance. There were some fumbles with the set list, and I was in my feelings by the end of the night. Great synopsis. Her really singing but, everybody though. She was singing like I know that she could sing like shit, but I don't know if she gets the credit for her vocals like she should. Because she Oh yeah, when she sang better than I imagine, I was shook. Cause she sound good on the albums, but her voice live through something else. That little girl is actually on par with a Jasmine Sullivan vocally. Like the things yeah. that you can do with her voice, it's very strange. My sister went with me and my sister, again, love Jasmine Sullivan, love her. She did the full song of Girl Like Me off of Jasmine's project. Like she did her mm -hmm. part and Jasmine's part. And she hit all of the runs. Like she did literally everything that Jasmine do, but with her tone. And I was like, do I want to hear your solo version now? Like, you are singing. Yeah, her lower register is, like, crazy. Insane. She was quaking the ground, for real. <laughs> real Quake the ground. Quake the ground. I love Scrub the Ground. I don't care what nobody say. That's a good song. Yeah. Actually, Quavo, he got some lines on there, but it's really the Carisha song, and they should give her more bars. But we're not talking about that. 
Yeah, I do think that she did well on it. I just don't like that song. And I don't like ghetto as a pastime. Like, don't be ghetto as a performance. Strub is not the word. And literally, ghetto people don't even say strub. So y'all just being ghetto for no reason. I don't like that. It's a bad song by Steph. No, I'm just said because Carisha is one of the ghettoest people out. So I don't think she pretended. I think she really can't talk. Oh, no, she can't talk. But that don't mean that the name of the song got to be misspelled. Uh, I literally never heard nobody say strug. And act, while I'm talking, that probably is exactly how she says it. Right. That's what I'm saying. That's why I was like, oh, okay. Happy on the mouth of Jackson, bust it down. Mm-mm. That's my song. And I heard it in the strip club. The strippers wasn't going off because nobody was spending money. But I was scrubbing the ground by myself in my stripper outfit. That's fair. Y'all look nice. Winter just had that Freak Nick party and they played that song and I sat down. <laughs> they did. On Wait. that note, so... <laughs> <laughs> what else is on well, our concert list? We don't have any more. I don't have no shows right now because Tiana sold out. So I don't have enough until JoJo in March. Damn. Mm-hmm. Something gonna pop up. I feel like, but it's also about to be December, so it's like March is around the corner. Yeah, I know we're not going, but Snow Allegra just announced her tour. Oh, you're not going, dog. I love her album, but I don't. So you know how I'm torn about going to see Summer live because she don't do nothing on stage, even though she sounds amazing. It's the same thing with Snow. Like I don't want to go. And, and Snow don't even sound that amazing. That's the annoying part. She sound like she the, she sound just like the album, and it don't go no further than that. Whereas, I, when I say I want you to sound like the album, I mean I want you your pitch and tone to match. Like I want to know that this isn't Pro Tools making you sound good. Mm-hmm. But if we're coming to see you live. We need to hear some screaming and hollering and personality. And Snow not gonna give you nothing. She yeah. gonna sing. It really sound like going to a Snow Allegra concert. Is like pressing play on the album and just sitting on the couch. And I could do that on my actual couch. Like I've been learning the art of staying at home. I don't care what Instagram says, what it looks like in the internet. I be in the house, so I could do that from my bed. I'm in the bed right now. Free. Listen, give me Sabrina Claudio. That's that's the real ambiguous joint. I want to come back. So where is she? Let me go on her IG. So Maida gives me vocal prowess of a Sabrina Claudio. Like, she can sing that well. Oh, nice. That girl can sing. Her song on the, uh, on the radio right now, they be playing it on the Urban AC stations. I thought that was cute for her, too. Oh, Sabrina um, is re-promoting her Christmas album. I know that's right. Not two years in a row. I know that's right. She like, y'all gonna get this Christmas. Mariah can do it, so can I. I better listen to this old shit. Period. Her Christmas album wasn't bad though. Sing. Yeah, it was good. That I just melt is my song. A sexy Christmas. Come on. <laughs> That's why you should name the album <laughs> "Sexy Christmas." <laughs> <laughs> I want to have a sexy Christmas. Shit, I want to have a sexy something. Shout. One thing about Sabrina, she know that stomach and them ankles is big. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Stephanie has a weird fascination with Sabrina Claudio's cankles, and I wanted to stop. Because, like, you know, back in the 90s, 
you cannot have cankles and be a celebrity. I never like said the that. girls be fat and it's okay now. I like that. Cause like to be fair, Brianna is vacillating. She was in ASAP Rocky's Complex Con audience looking like Big Bertha again. <laughs> and I like the weight on her, but scissors big again too. But sometimes Brianna's fat be like depending on how far she's leaning can turn into aunt, Caribbean aunt. The face Which she also don't care about. And I love that. Like I love that Rihanna will get a 30 pound face and be like, okay. I'm still I like that. Love in the world. Like how Sierra, she stayed fat for months after she had win. I love mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Victoria Monet still big from that baby. She don't care. I don't think like Victoria, Victoria Monet is performing with her midsection out. She don't care. Yeah, and mama is big. <laughs> <laughs> and when we say big, we are not fat shaming or anything like that, but they are larger in comparison to the bodies that we are used to them having. Because SZA right. is shaped like a regular DC ghetto girl right now. And it looked good on her, but like, and she's actually performing with the weight very well. I should say she's, we should say she's smaller than when she first came out. She is smaller than when she first came out. Cause she was a little chubby, like actually chubby. But, yeah, but you know, now she's thick. It gives like she been having a lot of sex, and I think that that's a a, a myth for women. But so good. niggas and older ladies think that when girls get fat, it's because they be fucking a lot. It's ghetto. It's it's a ghetto urban tale, urban yeah. legend, but it is real. I've heard it from several people. Not know. But lose the weight or don't, dolls. I um, am going to. <laughs> or don't, dolls. <laughs> Meanwhile, I have a meeting with the stairmaster before my my three o'clock. I worked out this morning. That was cute for me. That is cute for you. I'm doing the um. I'm doing the two week. I'm doing the two week um fupa challenge. Fupa challenge. What do they even consist of? The fupa is like your stomach down mm-hmm. here. What do the challenge consist of? Um, high intensity. It's high. It's a fifteen minute high intensity ab workout. That's it. Mhm. But you, I really like when, I, like, remember at one point at the beginning of this year when my stomach was like showing abs. You remember? Uh huh. That was all for ten minute workouts. That makes sense, but like. I don't know. If I work out for 15 minutes, I feel like I need to walk three miles after that or something. Like, I can't just... No, if I be in pain. Like, I'll do a 15-minute leg and butt, and I can't walk for two days. No, so that's what I was about to say. 15 minutes on one specific body part is definitely a try. If you're just doing abs back-to-back, different ab exercises for 15 minutes, you're not going to be able to eat. But... I still, I wouldn't be able to just be like, all right, I'm done working out after that 15 minutes. I would have to move on to something else or else I'm going to feel like I am a fat little boy from middle school again. Oh, yeah. No, after minute five, I'd be ready to stop because I'm bored. You know, I hate working out. Like, working out is boring. So I can't work out for more than 15 minutes because then I'm going to get bored. It's not even like, it do be hard, but I kind of like the way the burn feel. Mm -hmm. I just get bored. I'm like, all right, I want to do something else. 
I get it. Because working out by myself, I've gotten to the point where I work out by myself for long periods of time in the gym again, as opposed to going to a bunch of classes. But I also miss classes and miss training and stuff like that because it was more people. It was group activity. And you have like someone to push you. If I go to the gym by myself, I'm trying to decompress from the workday. I might bullshit for like the first 30 minutes and then start working out. And that's not productive time wise. But shout out to still working out when niggas really just could have let themselves go and not care. Yeah, I'm only really working out now because um, this outfit I'm wearing to Michelle's birthday, um, it don't look as good because I got a silly gut in them. But you know, Philly a, a, a body positive city, so having a gut is okay. Like, I went to the strip club on um, Saturday. City Girls and Beanie Siegel was there. Um, and all the dancers, none of them had implants. They all had regular, saggy, regular girl boobs. They didn't have a butt done. They had regular black girl butts. Some of them had little booties, like no butt. And they all had guts. I loved it. Philly. So technically, I don't need to lose weight because I'm back in Philly. I don't need to work out. But for the sake of this particular outfit, this stomach got to go. I definitely understand getting in shape for a look. That's really the only reason that I um, be working out because I want my t-shirts to lay on me a certain way. I want to look good when I'm naked. And I want to be able to have my chest out without it bouncing. <laughs> Come on. It's really yeah. that. Like when we, um, we were, my group costume for Halloween, we were wrestlers. Everybody ordered Chinese food right before we went out. I was like, I'll eat when I get back. The fuck? Yeah, they should have known that you're not eating. I made some hot tea and spiked it with some tequila, and that was my dinner. Are you crazy? Mew's <laughs> not gonna eat. Mew's gonna be thin. Because <laughs> it just gave, like, when you get to a certain level of thickness, and I put air quotes when I say that because thick is subjective, and I be confusing what the fuck everybody be talking about. I got posted on this Thick Body Boys page. And I wear a 33 or a 34, depending on the brand of pant. And it's niggas on there that's like 300, 400 pounds. So I'm just like, where is the cutoff of what is to be called thick? Because a medium t-shirt and a 34 waist is not the same as a person that gets on the scale and it says literally 400. So I'm confused. And nothing, it's nothing wrong with any of the body types. I just want to know what category. But views want to be six pounds. (laughs) <laughs> but, but you was chubby when you was younger, right? I was I was a fat little kid, yeah. And you didn't like it. You didn't like that that as a give or something. No. <laughs> no, because no. I was chubby and I still dressed it like a slut. So oh, like I was I mean, a size I mean, sixteen. Like I feel like some people that really be hard about about staying a certain body type is because they was chubby younger and they was like, oh, this don't. It don't work for me. Uh-uh, it didn't. It, because the face be too big. And then, like, mm It just, I didn't not wear anything that I wanted to wear. But it just, w- when I started to lean out naturally, like, because of step team, because of dance, because of everything that I was doing, I was just like. Because you was real skinny from Clark Pictures. I never seen you in real life, but you look real thin. In I, had a, I had a gut, though, and it was weird. It oh. was like. But your face was, like, this wide. Yeah, the face was giving teeny bopper still until graduation but as like a grown man and filling out all around I like that give better because I feel like I look like an adult even though I still look young 
Mm-hmm. In college, I feel like I look like a child. Mm-hmm. Because your face was so slim. Yeah. Mm-mm. And I also don't like when people are small, but still have a fat, like have a stomach. So it wasn't even like I was, I had a six pack and I was the body boy. It wasn't giving that. It was like, oh, <laughs> the you, body you, boy. you frill and you got a gut. I don't like that. So I, I like where I'm at now. <laughs> and I don't have love handles no more. So I love that. Wow. <laughs> How we even start talking about this? What's next on the docket? Travis and his Scott. Yeah, I was trying to pivot to, okay, so as everybody knows, we've been talking about concerts. Now, yes, this is about to be contradictory. Me and Muse have been going to concerts, but I still think that music festivals should not be happening because it's still a pandemic. Hmm. I don't think they're actually checking um vaccination cards when people are coming through them doors them them turnstiles or whatever mm-hmm. and nobody's wearing masks at these festivals it's all young people they not getting um vaccinated they don't go get tested so it just feels irresponsible to still be having music festivals in covid in general period and if you want to have them at least not sell as many tickets as you normally would. Just like, I think that there needs to be, if you want to be greedy, at least pretend to like. Have some class. Right. <laughs> so now we see with Travis, um, they saying eight people die. I'm not going to hold y'all. I think it's more than that, but it, it's it just has, me. It has to be. The body toll has to be more than that just because of the fan reaction and some of the videos that people are posting talking about what was happening in just their sections alone. So I'm conflicted on my feelings about Travis because of this, because a lot of people are like, oh, he couldn't see, he on stage, just a lot going on. He don't really see what's going on in the audience, blah, blah, blah. I don't know how fair I can say that that is because footage has leaked of like Linkin Park where the audience is a very similar type of crowd. It's that mosher, raging, drug-induced, like all of that type of crowd. And when they were seeing people passing out, literally the lead mic from Linkin Park would get on the microphone and be like, hey, cut the music, get her, make sure she's okay, stop. But this is the thing. There is a video of Travis doing that. It just never went viral because it don't match what everybody is trying to say about Travis. I watched the video. I RT'd it on my timeline. Okay. It was somebody that was literally close enough for him to see, and he said he literally was standing on top of this thing. Like, I guess the stage had, like, went up or whatever, and he was like, somebody passed out, somebody passed out. He's He's like, don't touch her, don't touch her. Security, come over. And then... Once security came and lifted her lifeless body off, he started singing. Okay. I so mean, that's the thing I, I feel like, huh? I didn't see that, so that's why. Well, I- you're not going to see it because it don't match the narrative. And that's the one thing about Twitter. Like, I'm all for bashing people. I'm all for people keeping people honest. You know I am. But right. I think that we also have to consider all the factors. And so I'm not going to be like, like, to your point, everybody's like, well, why didn't the cameraman, the girl went up there and said people would die? And I'm like, everybody on Twitter be on this whole moral high ground so much that they don't have no common sense. Mm. Think about it. You a cameraman at a concert, at a music festival full of rowdy teenagers, early 20-something. So it's already noisy up below you. All the noise, all the mayhem. Whether it's people 
screaming, saying I'm fucking dying, or somebody screaming because they love Travis, right? You got all that beneath you. You got headphones on, and whoever is in production is yelling it into your headphones about where to point your camera at. So you point, you listen into that. And then some random white girl jumps up on your platform where you're working and she's yelling at you. You're you're not gonna be able to hear that. It's no way. And even and he already, and this is the other thing you gotta think about it. It's already gonna be a bias for everybody that's working at festival because they like these annoying fucking kids. So if a girl, a random white girl jumps up on your platform while you're trying to steer the live stream camera, you're gonna be like, oh my god, these kids are so annoying move bitch like i'm trying to do my fucking job and you got headphones on they're talking to you in headphones kids are screaming you how you gonna hear her saying that somebody's getting trampled like everybody's just not being realistic and it's very annoying like and then the whole thing i'm like well he could have stopped the show the videos that y'all was showing people that shit was so far like tell me you never performed on a stage without telling me i performed on a stage you can't see shit yeah I get but unless it's point. somebody that's like at the fucking um at the um the the initial railing or like close to the railing, you can't see as far as them videos is posting. Like when he was like, "Oh, what's that?" When it was the um they they saying it was the uh EMT or whatever. Mm-hmm. But red and blue lights are not um, uh, emergency lights. Red and blue lights is cop lights. So they mad at him because he's seen the cop lights but kept performing the show. Like, if I see cop lights, I'm not going to think nothing of it. Because it's supposed to be police there. Hello? I get So I just feel like everybody is just being real ridiculous. I get your points. People are being crazy. The internet is going, like, falsify evidence and shit like that to make their point. But I still think there were precautions that were not taken. They ignored certain things on purpose. But and that's not Travis' fault. That's Live Nation' fault. I think it's a mix because Travis met with the city of Houston and they said, we recommend against you having as many people as you're having at this. And they still did it. But that's what I'm saying. Like, everybody's met. My, this is what I said on the stories. I said, y'all are trying to indict Travis off of what happened when he was on stage. But where Travis is going to get sued is what was happening in these meetings. Right. That's weird. That's the I'm issue is that. Right now. Yeah. Y'all talking about stupid shit. Oh, can he see? Can he not see? That's not going to hold up in a court of law. What's going to hold up in a court of law is apparently there's some like 56 page precaution thing, and they need to go by and see what was abided by and what fucking wasn't. I'm sure that they will do that because Drake, Travis Scott, and Live Nation are all being sued right now. And it's not. Apple Music should, get, should be in that litigation as well because they were live streaming. And I've seen a live stream where I heard people yelling help. It's a sad state of affairs. I don't personally know any, I'm a big Travis Scott fan. I know very big Travis Scott fans. I don't know any black people that go to Travis Scott concerts, let alone festivals. So Cause we know what it's gonna give. Cause we know what it's gonna give. Like I know, I, everybody I know knows of the story where the fucking floorboards were shaking and almost being falling through in Webster Hall when he performed. And this was like days of rodeo. Like this was early Travis Scott. This wasn't even Astro World or nothing like that. So some boy jumped out from the balcony and he's like, like handicapped now. The the mag like the the magnitude of his audience is just too big for me and my little fanship. Like I. 
can see you open up for Rihanna. I can see you at like, I don't know, if you do some private shit or something like that, and I'm just, I get to the point where I'm upper echelon enough to be invited. Like, I'm not thirsty to go to that type of crowded concert no matter who's performing, just because I know what it's, it's going to give. And like, I'm not a mosher or a rager or none of that white people shit that black people have adopted. So not interested. The only time I ever did anything like that and actually was fun and I enjoyed it was when I went to Kanye's concert when he had the floating stage. We mm-hmm. actually had seats, but it just looked like they was having so much fun under the stage that mm-hmm. we stuck down there. And we was having the time of our lives, but it was people around me with bloody noses and stuff. And I was just daring somebody to bump into me. But, but that's the thing with my pits or whatever. It's organized chaos. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. And I, I mean, I haven't been in, I don't be around Gen Z because they scary. They're scary and always. The, the, the um, more things come out, the more I realize that they're unhinged. They're crazy. They have they have like no like moral compass, no moral code. They just do stuff. Yeah. So it's like with with our age group, like I was saying on Twitter, like I was in the ASAP Rocky mosh um, at Coachella, and I came out unscathed. Like my clothes were like hanging off me and whatever. My my wig might have been a little crooked, but Sorry. my nose wasn't bloody and all that kind of stuff because it's organized chaos and like. If somebody gets knocked down, especially a, a woman, like they're going to be like, oh no, somebody's going to grab you. Somebody, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But these kids, Neil, they don't care. Like they'll push, they'll do all of that. And the thing is, it's not even necessary. People talk, people keep talking about a mosh a lot too, but it wasn't a mosh pit that caused all this. It's people pushing. So you know when the artists come out, everybody pushes to the front. Mm-hmm. And so it's just all that chaos of pushing and people can't breathe and it's like a whole thing. And you know, I think another reason, another way we need to be, people need something ridiculous is this can happen anywhere. It has. I was and somebody who's been to, we both been to a lot of music festivals. It happened at Roots Picnic. Well, the Roots Picnic, because I wasn't there, but I got the report. Evan said that people had started, you know, black people, one person started running and everybody runs. Yeah, so 21 was on stage and somebody yeah. said something about somebody having a gun and niggas just started running. Right, exactly. I was going to say that. I was like, so this is a little different because it was a ghetto reason why I stampede it. <laughs> the Roots Picnic stampede is more my speed. I could get... Okay. people thought it was gunshot and it's Philly, so you can never know. You can never... A lady can never be sure at night. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they definitely thought it was the guns, but, you know, I've been at these white festivals like Coachella and um, Pitchfork Fest, Governor's Ball, and it is a lot of pushing, and it is a lot of, like, squeezing. Like, I remember what festival was it where it was so crowded at one point where I, like, like kind of got on my tippy toes so that I could see, and because it was so crowded, the crowd lifted me up off my feet, and I was in the air being held up by the people around me because it was so tight. I wasn't there? No. Because I was about to say, this sounds familiar, but I don't, you might have just told me the story. Yeah, so, I mean, this is something that happens. Jean Grey, bye. Huh? I said, nothing had you floating like Jean Grey, bye. I'm screwed. No, for real. So, it's just like, I think that people also need to just be mindful that this can happen anywhere. Um, but the difference is the infrastructure of Astro World was trash. First of all, you've seen like hundreds of kids broken. 
I saw all these them videos. Oh, and you see how they were trampling kids getting in? And I'm just like, so y'all already have too many people in there. They already wilding and rowdy. Like, you know what Travis Scott girls give? They are out of control. Travis Scott girls give. That's a hashtag. And I just want to say, I feel bad because Travis Scott dropped two new songs and they both crazy. Oh my God, both of them so good. And this but is shining at. Huh? Oh yeah, like, he's he's done. Did you see the video from Tiana's um, concert last night? The DJ had played some Travis Scott and the crowd was booing? No. I don't think that he's done, but I do think that it's going to be quiet for him for a while. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like it's about to give no more Travis Scott. I don't. Because to... Oh, I feel the hard. rebrand is afoot. It's hard. The way that cancel culture is, you really never know. It's a toss-up. I feel like his fans going to be his fans going to be his fans. He might just have to reshape the way that touring looks whenever he's mm-hmm. allowed to do that again. Because like you said... That organized chaos shit is something that the crowd on Mars has to understand in order for mm-hmm. it to work. It can't be organized chaos and then the real chaotic girls come in there trying to wreak havoc on innocent bystanders. Like, that's not going to bode well for anybody involved. And again, the city of Houston recommended against the amount of people. So even if he mm-hmm. did try to abide by whatever he was abiding by and then all of them girls broke in, it's like, well, at this point, it's above me. But... I don't know. It's like Drake, like I said, Drake is in litigation. Live Nation is in litigation. It's about to be some smoke in the city, literally. So we'll see. I need to check out the two new songs though, because he makes really good music. I really like him. And One like- of them is a whole four anthem. Oh my God, it is God, that's my Stephanie. so good. It's so good. I could cry. The slow one is just, ugh. even though I want him to stop talking on songs about having black girls, like he specifically be saying black, black girls, brown girl, my girl, brown like Hennessy. And I just be like, Is she? Are you sure? Because he says it on one of them two songs and he says it on, I don't know if it's a new Drake song or it's another song. Let me, I think I had tweeted about it. But he said something about my girl, brown. I just was like, baby. Kylie Jenner, please. Uh, and that's still your baby. Oh, oh, on a Don Tolliver song. I'm coming around to the Don Tolliver fan train. I've only heard that one song. He got a song my friend Jess be playing for me, and I love it. I don't know the name of it. I can't help y'all right now. But I'm going to research, and I will find out if I really like him or not. He can rap. <laughs> I know that. I know that he's a well, I'll find out if. But yeah, I just feel like... And this and this goes back to like just the world in general, how people be trying to blame individual people when mm-hmm. it really be larger systems. Like everybody's like, Travis is trash. Look how Travis spit on this fan. I'm like, I'm sorry, y'all don't remember when Rihanna hit that fan in the face with a microphone hard as shit. Like <laughs> the girls get out the way. The girls be selective about who's trash and who not. Because Rihanna was trash for that. Like, why would you bop somebody in the head like this? You can hear it. You know, you've seen that video, right? Yes, I have. She, like, railed back. Like, she put her arm back to hit whoever it was in the head with the microphone. Like... Random Yvonne Orgy was on Breakfast Club talking about how she had been rude to a fan and had to kind of come out. Oh, Twitter was dragging her real bad. I loved it. 
<laughs> I remember. But yeah, it be I mean, at the end of the day, these people are people. And even though they are idolized like they are more, you gotta kind of be respectful to it's 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 two sides to that coin. They have to understand their fame and th- their level of adoration that people have for them and operate accordingly. And then fans also mm-hmm. gotta leave niggas the fuck alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's wild. Prayers to the family and a lovely family it looks like because Travis finally took Stormy to go see the black side. I thought that was cute. And then all the hell broke loose this see? weekend. It was the ancestors being like you should have stayed. <laughs> you should have stayed. But whatever, we don't want him, so screaming. No so, more. You know I still love him, but another like thing that made me sad that came out of something really great over the weekend. Summer Walker released her sophomore album. And it's fine. And it's fine. Like, but I would expect nothing less from Summer Walker. She makes really, really good music. But with that, shut up, Stephanie. With that came the news that she is in like this really shitty label deal. Like they are not doing well by her or right by her as far as money is concerned. I think the report says she gets 15 cent on the dollar for all of her streams. Yeah, well, she, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. And then the crazy thing about it is if you don't pay attention, Summer Walker has been quietly breaking records that nobody has even touched except for Beyonce. Wait, I want to go back to talk about more about her deal, um, which she's now saying that her deal is not the same as what is being as what has been reported, she said that she has gotten a new deal. But her deal, on top of the 15 cents per dollar, they also take a big cut of anything she does outside of her album. So if she got a deal with, like, Smart Water, they would get a cut of that as well. They get a cut of her tour, and she don't own her masters. So that was her original deal. But But she's saying that she doesn't have that deal anymore. It would make sense that she does not because her star has risen too high for her to still be stuck in that. But then I always liken back to the days of yesteryear because TLC was the biggest fucking selling girl group of all time at the at the time and listen couldn't afford Rad Fours. So listen. you really just never know when it comes to the music industry. They be faking the funk. Well... Yeah. <laughs> I'm just glad she's like smarter if it's true what she's saying about getting a new deal. Yeah. Some ain't really all the way there with Summer, but the music is, so I'll be letting her slide. Yeah, so I, I think that just needs to like artists need to really be like mindful to not get so excited that they not Get somebody to read the paperwork. I'm hot. Come on. Get it, get it. I like it when it's time for you. Anytime that you want to do. So on that note, um, our last hot topic is Kanye on Drink Champs. So I, it's two hours, I think. I only watched an hour because Summer's album dropped at midnight and I need to like listen in real time. Right. But I did watch the first hour and I will say this. Kanye's not as crazy as I thought he was. As you thought. 
Like he wasn't, he was, he was, he's a rambler and I can't handle rambling, but he wasn't being crazy. If that makes sense. A lot of the things he said made sense, but Kanye is a glorified hotep to me. It wasn't, I don't know. Like it wasn't, like he, I'll say this. I have not seen an interview of him where I was like smiling. You know, just be smiling, listening. Mm -hmm. He, what what he was giving on this one, and maybe because it's Noriega and is he talking to a hood, like he's talking to niggas, and maybe his personality is different, but he was just laughing and smiling and being personable and just like, he just seemed not, I was like, oh, like, this is... He seemed normal. Yeah, like, and I, I, huh? To a certain extent. He's normal for his, to, for his level. N- normal adjacent. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, he was, I don't know, like, if you watch it, you will be laughing and smiling, because he's just laughing and smiling. He looks cute. Like, you know he's been looking bad lately? I hate that hair. Well, okay. That hair looking fool. So Nori was like, "What's up with the hair, yo?" And, and he don't was like, hair start "He was like, he's like, I call it the Britney." <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, actually. He Talk was like, "I fun. call it the Britney." <laughs> <laughs> he was just, he was just, I don't know, like, and it's like he knows what people say about him, so he was like referencing stuff or like, you know, he be like telling these fucking stories about mm-hmm. oh, I had this conversation with whoever, and he's like. He's like, I'm going to tell you in advance, it's going to be a lot of name dropping, but I'm not trying to, you know, say I'm the shit or nothing. It's just going to be a lot of names. So he was like, yeah, and I was talk- I was texting with Lauren Hill, and I said, I'm a leader. And she said, no, nigga, you a leader, but you ain't the leader of shit, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and he just was laughing. Like, it was real for that first hour, because I guess everything everybody was talking about, the mess happened in hour two, and I was listening to Summer, which is another level of us. But um, <laughs> some of my takeaways from what I watched, um, so they were asking him about his beef with Drake. Oh, and um, he was just like, nah, like Drake is, basically he was like, Drake is a messy girl. And, <laughs> and he's never going to throw direct shots at you. It's always going to be little snide comments or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's like, but I'm from Chicago. Like, I'm going to shoot you right in your head. Like, so he's like, he's like, I don't hate the guy, but if you go come at me, I'm gonna come back at you. So they asked him like, well, he got a song with Cuddy, like how do you feel about that? He said, oh, I put all them niggas in a group text. He's like, Jay, uh, Cuddy, Drake, Kim. <laughs> I'm hollering. He put all of these rappers with Kim Kardashian in a group text and cussed everybody out for being on Drake album. <laughs> I like that. Maybe because I'm a double Gemini, but that's hilarious. Yo, I was, it was tears streaming down my face when he said that. He's like, oh, I put all them on group text. That's funny as fuck. And included Kim, so she could bear witness. <laughs> I don't, the thing that Kanye did. I don't like that Kanye, because Kanye and Drake are both messy. But Kanye probably think that Drake is messier, so he's just going to call him out for it. But that is messy. That's like calling somebody on the phone and having somebody on three-way and they quiet. And you just, like, go off on that person, and then at the end, they finally reveal that they was there. You did that via group text. It's just everybody name at the top. Well, see, his thing was, he was like, I want to hold everybody accountable. 
It's like, so everybody know what type of time I was on. Nobody know I'm sneak dissing nobody. Everybody gonna see how I feel. So I put them all on group text. That's hilarious. And I was cracking up. Because that's like really funny, actually. Hilarious. And why so the other thing is he talks about how he really don't got no house. Like he just be tripsing about random places. What? Don't you what? They got that yeah. big compound in Calabasas. I don't know if he still has that. Cause he was like, I actually I think Kim got that. But he was like, Yeah, I just be tricksing about. They was like, So you were really living in the stadium in Atlanta? He said, Yeah, I was literally sleeping there every night. He's like, I really was. That's not weird to nobody. Oh, so yeah. then he was like, he, and you know how Noriega, I don't know if you watch Dream Chance, but when somebody say something crazy, Nori just be like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, Nori just be saying, be co-signing. Like, I guess he don't feel like dealing with listening to people explain the crazy stuff they be saying. But he was like, yeah, yeah, okay. He don't care. Um, but he also talked about growing up and he was, they asked him about his style or whatever. And he was like, yeah, I thought I was the freshest, blah, blah, blah. But then I went to Tacoma Park, Maryland for a summer to visit my dad. And they was telling me like, no, you won't wear that no more. You start wearing this. So, so I started dressing like the boys from Tacoma Park, Maryland. And I went back home and I was shitting on everybody. And I was like, oh, look at Maryland, teaching the doll. I'm screaming. So Maryland can now, um, say that they are the reason why Kanye is so stylish. Oh, he said something else funny about clothes. He was like, yeah, everybody was telling me that I need to be, like, reading these contracts and stuff more, and I need to be reading more, but I don't be telling y'all to dress more. <laughs> that sounds like something we would say. <laughs> I didn't see none of this. It, maybe we watched varying hours of it, because I ain't see that, and that is funny. I don't be telling y'all to dress more. People cannot dress. It's really crazy. He's upset. He was like, but that's why I always tell y'all to dress more. Yeah. He's like, he's like everybody, everybody got their own role. Like, some people, they gonna be the technical. Some people, they gonna be reading everything with a fine line. I'm a dress. <laughs> <laughs> Kanye is dumb. It's like, on Kanye. one hand, he's still the same, like, charming and funny person that we remember from when he first started. He's still super outspoken, and he still says stuff to be on the tip of everybody's tongue, but they scared to say it. I like that. But on the other hand, I feel like he be damaging... Because then he'll it'll be cute and then he'll spiral and say something crazy. So like he yeah, did, like and I feel like his influence, his influence is too great for him to say some of the inflammatory stuff that he said. So I feel like he'd be damaging culture in certain ways because mm -hmm. people just take whatever he say and go along with it sometimes because they don't know no better or mm -hmm. they know better and he sways their opinion because he's who he is. I don't like that because I don't think he understands. He wanted all of this influence. He likes the fact that he's on top in that way, but he don't understand the power of it sometimes. Mm -hmm. And that blows me because you, I, I look at you as you are better than that. Mm -hmm. Crazy or not, bipolar or not, schizophrenic or not. Like everybody got somebody like in their family. Screaming. It's a lot that happened in that Drink Champs couple hours though, because come to find out he beefing with fucking John Legend. Who could beef with that butt? I'm confused. Why is Seven Child Legend be fine? I only heard about the Big Sean, which I was like, he's, he's right. Big Sean is a terrible rapper. But he, what happened with Mr. Legend? Yeah. Okay, so we're going to get back to Big Sean. <laughs> He, but it's similar, it's similar at first. So he grouped both of them in on the political train. Like he, John Legend, I guess, was advocating against the Donald Trump meeting and stuff like that. 
So when he didn't come to his side or come to his rescue or come to his defense, when people were going back and forth for him and giving him backlash about that meeting with Trump and just his whole quote unquote entry into the, into, into the political world and, and saying that he was going to run, he felt some kind of way or feel some kind of way about John because of that. Big Sean had political ties too that made him an adversary in this regard, but he also said that signing Big Sean was the worst thing that he ever did. And that was fucked up. And Big Sean was like, I was with you right after this and you ain't say none of that shit to my face and you owe me $6 million. So Big Sean apparently left good music and started his own label that didn't nobody know about. And a fan was like talking about, yeah, good music and yay need to give you that 3 million that they owe you. And Big Sean retweeted it and was like more like six. Yep. Well, prayers to the family. Um, Big Sean do not is not a hit maker. I'm sorry. I think that with Drake coming out, Kanye being infatuated with Drake, and then Big Sean being the new, like up and coming next runner up situation at that time, Kanye thought that aligning with Big Sean would be like power and numbers, and they could go against Drake. Mm-hmm. I feel like it backfired. Big Sean, I like Big Sean as a personality now. It took me a minute to come around, but as far as his music, I don't care about as many projects as I would like to care about for an artist that I like. I love- He don't got no, no album you could just press play on and then hold you on ride. To me, he do. He got at least one. I might not oh. the name of it. But other than he that- He can't remember the name of it, so it don't even slap that hard, dog. Um, that ain't necessarily true. It's the, oh, and to be fair, okay, so let's be real. Dark Sky Paradise is my shit. That's my favorite Big Sean album, but I don't care about I Don't Fuck With You at all. Like, I could care, I couldn't care less about that song, that single, that time frame. I know it was a big song for him, but I hated it. Give me- He don't, yeah, he don't have good singles, good solo singles. Yeah, he, he has good features. Because as, 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 as. They yeah. said they said Kanye was like, why would you make that your first single? Yeah, like why would you though? And make that another have a time. Terrible song. It was because of Nicki Minaj. I blame everything on her. The other terrible, day, terrible song. The other day, Lavelle was like, you give everybody in music a chance. Like you really like well-rounded and listen to a lot of stuff, but you hate Nicki Minaj. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you're not wrong. Deserving. She's a bad person. What do you want? I'm really excited to see her getting Andy's seat for this Potomac reunion, though. I know they're going to draw that shit out, and it's not going to be till like, third or fourth, but I think she... They're can- trying to make us forget that she um, tried to kill that lady, but I didn't forget, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to talk about this no more. The show is over. He owed Benny Siegel money too while we're at it. Sorry, Kanye, not to drag your name even further. But Okay, so but no, it's not a drag. So basically when we was at the we was at the strip club, well apparently Kanye said this on Dream Chance, but like I said, I was listening in the summer. But when we was in the club on Saturday, Beans got on the on the mic and was like, I don't know if y'all heard, but because I call him Yeezy, like I came up with the name Yeezy that um, he owes me 50 million and he's giving him like 10% stake in Yeezy. Is that real? That's what Kanye said on Drink Champs. Now, is the check going to get cut? Because Yeezy as a brand is 
making the money. Like part of the reason that he got billionaire status was because of fucking Yeezy. So just right. just to say that, and Kanye, Kanye, the type of nigga, I feel like he just be saying stuff. So right, that's why I said we'll see when the check comes. Good luck signing that contract that you speak of, Beans. Right, because I'm I'm honestly not I'm not yet sold. Listen, Kanye is nothing of the sort. I'm not yet so. We ran through those hot topics. We'd have been to concerts. Travis Scott ain't having no more. Summer in a shitty ass deal. And Kanye was going off on the champs. What's next? <laughs> um, do we have any personal updates? The dolls I haven't heard from us in so long. Uh, I guess we can tell our business real quick. It's been a minute and this is a catch-up episode. So I mean, I've been on a fake sabbatical because I'd moved to LA for five minutes and then came back home. Like I was in LA for too long, but you know, I want to like live there part time. So I needed to spend more time there. But I mean, other than that, I just been working and trying to leave my, let me not say that on air. Cause the coworkers might be listening. They said, <laughs> <laughs> the way you just peeked that ear out of this wig, leave it. Oh, this is the wig with um with the thick ends. You oh, yeah. told me to tell y'all um if y'all getting these butt lift wigs Listen. to be getting nothing lower than 180 density because y'all ends be thin. The the fucking scaciness of the girls' ends, it be looking like you need a trim. How you need a trim on hair that ain't yours? <laughs> I don't even make no sense. These my, these my ends, Muse. Real hair. I hate when the girl be having ankle lift fucking weave and then it's really only to the butt that it's dark. It's <laughs> too from Wait. the butt to the ankle. And it's long, too. It is. Long to the thong. <laughs> That's what Star be saying. That is funny. Happy birthday, Winter. Um, <laughs> Scorpio season, even though I don't really do Scorpios like that. I was about to say something before we Winter peeked her head through the door. Oh, she had to say happy birthday, happy birthday, girl. She said, oh. Thank you, Tudors. <laughs> Thank you, Tudors. Good night. I'm leaving that in. We was wrapping up hot topics. I feel like we're supposed to go into now plan, but we've been listening to the same thing. So, Summer, bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we talking about personal updates. And you were saying you've been on sabbatical. You've been in LA. Mm-hmm. LA was great. Had a, had a ball. Did the most over the Halloween weekend. And then chilled out for the week. Just had like a normal little catch up with friends. Went out to eat. Did all the things. It was cute. LA is cute. And slow. It slows me down. It like I feel like y'all be like, you always out, you always doing all this stuff. And in my mind, I really be in the house. But even in the house, I just live a very fast-paced life. So going to the West Coast, it still slows me down. I don't know if it's the time zone. Like, I never get used to it all the way. So mm. I'm able to finish work and still have a full day. I took a nap every day while I was in LA. I do not be able to take naps at home. Not for real. So that was everything. I got so much rest. You know, the boy be tired. I'm not tired. I feel fully rejuvenated. Whole new nigga. That's great. <laughs> Whole new nigga. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's going on with me? Life is continues to spiral, everybody. If you see me on social media, it's because I'm tweeting and scrolling through it. Yeah. I'm having a very... This is, 
honestly one of the hardest years of my life. So, you know, scrolling and posting through it, buying weeds at every turn, make myself feel better. Um, I stress bought a flight to LA, so I'll be in LA the first week in December. Love that. Um, me and love my life are not together anymore. Oh my god. Me and Muse had a boyfriend in summer, but we broke up. We almost had two. We almost had two. But Love of My Life popped up on, uh, he called me on Monday, Sunday. Interesting. We'll talk offline. We'll talk offline. Right. I'm just, I don't know. I'm at a place where I'm like having very mature conversations with the niggas that I be dealing with. And I like that. Because niggas don't be mature. So that's all I'm going to say for now. See, and that's the thing. I was having, we was having, we been having mature conversations, but brothers have a hard time doing more than, like, more than one thing at once. It's like, okay, you can be sad and be going through something, but what they got to do with taking me on a date? Because <laughs> from what I heard, I be you be having a ball, you be forgetting your problems when we hang out, so. Let's do it again. Did that? Like, don't tell her, oh, I just been in a bad place. Okay, we'll get in a good place. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank y'all for letting us catch up with y'all real quickity quick. We just wanted to tap, tap, tap in. Listen, wait, speaking of tap, tap, tap in, we got to talk about Idris and Saweetie at some point because something is afoot. Damson Idris. Mm-hmm. I mean, if she's if they're are having Quavo's gonna end it all. I like that. Not, uh, <laughs> but I like that. I like when the girls leave rappers alone for somebody wholesome. I like that too. And Sawate deserves. Uh, hello, but I also think that I think that Saweetie needs some time alone. Too. Oh. I don't know how to explain it. I watched because we were supposed to talk about TV shows at some point too. I watched The Shop and she was on an episode. It was her, Yvonne Orgy, that guy Bubba, that's the black NASCAR racer. Oh, yeah, I like him. Random David Beckham and then James Corden, the talk the, the British talk show host. Oh, uh-huh. They were all on there. And Sweetie kind of said the least amount of things. And the stuff that she chimed in on. It just wasn't enough for me. I feel like shows like that, the platform is literally to show you how smart celebrities really are. And I don't think that she showed much. The so college think, girl. Yeah. I don't know. That just, we'll, we'll catch up on that too. Because TV has been watched. I mean, should we just bring it up? I mean, there are shows that people need to see. I have a full list. Let's run them. 20s. Oh, a show. I Did you watch last week, dog? <laughs> First of all, 20s need to actually put us on the payroll because... Multiple places need to put us on the payroll, but let's start with Miss 20. <laughs> <laughs> Why do it look like my um, frontal is... Frontal? Go ahead. That show, I love how dissimilar it is to everything else that Lena has done. My favorite Lena way incepted show so far is The Shy, but 20 is a close second and it's nothing like The Shy at all. Mm. 
I, I like, don't know. Oh, All I know is 20s. Oh, you don't watch the show? I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I guess that makes sense. That's not. I wasn't I'm watching scripted when the show came out. Oh, yeah. I finally made Stephanie turn a new leaf, and we got her watching stuff that's not just white people in peril. Did y'all know I love my 90 Day and my um, Married at First Sight and my um, Love and Marriage Huntsville? But I what I've been was watching 20. I started watching 20s when it first came out earlier this year. So yeah. I've been was watching 20s. I'm watching Love Life, which I'm obsessed with, and I need to be on HBO's payroll because my thread about the show has been going viral. The um the creator of the show and one of the writers be tweeting me. So put me on the payroll. We will be famous if we don't do nothing else. If nothing else, we deserve. We, what else I've been we, watching we, on TV? BMF. Uh, show. Wait, did you hear about the scandal that just happened on BMF? So an episode didn't come out Sunday because stars accidentally leaked the episode on Saturday. Oh, well, I watched it. Where you watching it? On Saturday? On Broken Silence. Oh, you I watch everything. You are irritated. So Stephanie Ghetto, and she really only streamed from the Ghetto Illegal websites, but it's not supposed to be on there. Like this. Well, it's, it's like their doll. I watched it. Kato is crazy. Don't tell me nothing because I didn't watch it. I popped up on the Stars app and it wasn't an episode. And I was like, <sighs> um, Lil Meech got on the internet and was like, wow, y'all wilding down the stars or something like that because the episode came out on Saturday. So I didn't realize that that meant that they was going to pull the fucking episode. It's not on stars. It's only on the illegalities. I'll watch later. Plug <laughs> the laptop up, baby. <laughs> it's on Mr. World Premiere and Broken Silence. It is good. This, this show is so good. And it's like, I don't even care what's real and what's fake. I've, I've just yeah. taken for granted that most of it is good. real. Mm. Uh, so glad that Stephanie's watching the thing. Also, speaking of ghetto, um, so Lil Meech is uh, doing a whole stand at the strip club I was at on Saturday. So I'm definitely thinking about going. I probably might come too, would they? You're not going to come. Oh. Because it's on Thanksgiving you really be with your family. Oh, yeah. I am like a really big family person. Yeah. Me get very much eat with the family and then I'm going out. Well, I'm going to go out, but I need to be in the same city as my family. Oh. <laughs> uh, like, well, you know how I did. I ate Thanksgiving with my family, and then I went to New York to go out. So That's funny. Which are called, that's the same um, way my, person, my social life, huh? The House of Gucci movie with Gaga comes out on Thanksgiving, so I'm going to eat and then go see that. Yeah, I feel like some people, like, black people love going to the movies on Thanksgiving. Um, I won't be, hopefully, in the club that night. Because I was like, I can relive my, like, early Atlanta years when I used to stand under the flurries of BMF ones being thrown at the club. Cause I didn't have much fun at the at that club um Saturday because nobody was throwing money and I it was on me to start throwing money and activating the girls. Huh? I said I don't like that. I don't go to strip clubs unless I get to at least combine funds with someone else. Well me and Liz both. Uh, me and Liz did a hundred dollars, but wasn't no men throwing money, and I'm just like, ew. Like it was, but it was also a younger crowd. I think maybe because City Girls was there, that it might have been a younger crowd. But I feel like if Lil Meech come, it's gonna be nothing but get money niggas in there, and if nothing else, him and his crew gonna be throwing money. So I know mm-hmm. it's gonna be a crazy ass night. Yeah. So the hood 
the world, African America at large is really fucking with BMF, and I like that a lot. It's a good show. Stars is it's a great show. Shout out to um Cassdale doing her good acting. She's doing very good. Shout out to Tasha Smith for directing. She's doing the finale too. Oh, nice. She Drew did. it again. <laughs> um, Monique takes oh Monique story do something this most recent episode. Watch our press play once we stop recording. Because I think that three o'clock meeting that I was talking about earlier in the cast got canceled. Love that for me. Oh, quit the job. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right. And that is the end of this episode of the Slice Podcast. <laughs> I'll be so sick of laughing. I'm so sick of sisters. <laughs> oh, my God. So this is a catch-up episode, y'all, because we ain't talked to y'all in a while. We'll be back to music next next episode. We'll be back to the music. <laughs> to the music. Because music is coming out. The concerts are being had, and we're going to be at them. But as for now, just wanted to catch up with the dolls real quick because it's been a while. We shouldn't have left you without some little nieces and fucking nephews. Speaking of nieces, <laughs> I need to call Malachi but, and KJ. But... You falling out. I'm serious. Bye, y'all. Bye. Catch y'all the next episode. <sighs> A show. Do you mean it when you say my name? Ooh, I... Please don't ask again who's up in the van. They my only fans. I was in my hovercraft. Had another laugh How you roll with them When you know I'm him Got it on remote control So mad